KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the American economy in the midst of a pandemic. An awful lot to talk about. Unemployment, refinancing, retail sales numbers. We touch on it all, and we do so with David Fiorenza, Assistant Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Always an interesting conversation. Check it out. So let's start by talking about Pennsylvania. The virus has had an uptick uh, throughout the Commonwealth, so restrictions back to a degree in the state, specifically dealing with bars, restaurants. How concerned are you of that hit that it'll put on the local economy as restaurants and bars have to pull back? Well, it's going to have a hit on a lot of restaurants, small, medium, and large. It's going to have a hit on restaurants that aren't able to make ends meet, break even at 25%. I've already seen lots of notices come through on the social media of places saying we can only do takeout now, we can only do pickup or delivery, we cannot uh, go through this process again of only having 25%. So that means you're going to see some more people who have been called back go back out on unemployment. Um, That's another reason why you haven't seen unemployment claims really go below a million people throughout the entire country. It's it's been stagnant for a couple of weeks and it's going down, but it's taking a long time to go down. So this is going to hit everything, not just bars and restaurants, but even hotels that have a bar or a restaurant attached to them and places. Now it's going to have a multiplier effect even into the suburbs. And you mentioned unemployment, 1.3 million first time unemployment claims this week. As you said, it's ticking down, but we're still well north of a million. How concerned are you that this number remains kind of stuck this high? Well, that does concern me because we have 17 weeks in a row where the jobless claims had been over 1 million. On the other side of it, we've had 14 weeks of jobless claims been decreasing, but that decrease is slowing down. So that shows me a couple of things that companies are able to make ends meet without calling everybody back to work. It also shows me that a lot of the states are being cautious. All of our industries from travel, transportation, I'm concerned about that, air travel, uh, even public transportation. I'm concerned about the fact that people are are not working the number of hours they used to work. And that's why we're still seeing the, the jobless claims at 1.3 million approximately. Now, that enhanced federal unemployment, that 600 bucks a week that's been so important, that is set to end at the end of the month. And you are finally starting to hear uh, politicians talk about what happens next. And I've heard some people pushing for the idea of a payroll tax cut instead of continuing the unemployment. Uh, explain to us what a payroll tax cut is and how would that help in the moment we're in? Well, what's being discussed at the payroll tax cut means that it's at the federal level, not our state levels or not our local levels or not the city level, such as the wage tax. So a payroll tax cut could be either be two ways. It could be Social Security payroll tax, which I think they should never cut. They've done it once, and I thought that was wrong. Um, But the Trump administration a few years ago under his tax plan, he cut the federal tax. Okay, so that's a good thing. You get more in your paycheck, hopefully spending more or saving more or paying down debt. The bad news is there's less money for the government. Uh, A lot of 
A lot of key economists like Art Laffer, who's worked for the Reagan administration, and other people say that if we cut the payroll tax, people will have more in their pockets. It'll stimulate the economy, and that will bring our gross domestic product out of the negative into the positive. So I hope when they're talking about this payroll tax, it's not the Social Security taxes, because we really do need those Social Security taxes to pay for those people who are on Social Security right now. And it seems to me that that would help people that are still working, but you're still going to have a lot of people that are out of work that can't take advantage of that, correct? That's right, especially with with claims being at approximately 1.3 million a week. And that's a lot of people, 1.3 million. It doesn't sound like it, but there's the fact that that each week some people are coming off the, the claims and some are going back on. So w- if we had our our economy at full force, there probably would be no reason to have a tax cut, a payroll tax cut, or maybe even a business tax cut. But there's ways that have to be stimulated here to get the engine going, to start that dead battery, if you will. The Federal Reserve has done their part, and now it's time for the federal government to do their part. Now, a few months ago, the federal government did hand out those direct cash payments to everybody, $1,200 a person, 2400 to a couple. Uh, and I saw a report that a lot of the households that got that money used it to pay down debt. And while that's obviously very good for individual households, it doesn't really stimulate the economy, does it? Not every sector of the economy. It's good for the fact that if you're paying down debt, you have a comfort level as an individual, as a family, that you're able to meet your obligations. It's a smart way of of looking at budgeting. It's a smart way of saying, now I can maybe save more money. I think it's a a way of saying you pay yourself first, meaning you pay all your obligations. This happened during the recession of 2008 and 2009, when people looked at the economy and said, well, it's, it's contracting. We have higher unemployment, let's start paying down some of our debt. That is a good thing for the individual, but two-thirds of our economy is based on consumption. 30-year mortgage rate, I think it's under 3%, like 2.98. What's that doing to the refinance market, even in the midst of everything else? Well, that's a good thing. It's actually been stimulating the refinance market, which means that affects everybody from mortgage companies, bankers, title companies, attorneys, realtors, uh, anybody who's in, who's in the mortgage business, financial consultants. If you can refinance and save $100 a month, $200 a month, and take a look at what it costs to refinance, it may be well worth it. That is more money in your pocket. That's more money for other things, groceries, maybe start to save for college education, um, start to save for a new car. It's, or some people have even gone as so far as to take their 30-year mortgage and then drop it down to a 15-year mortgage because the rates are so low because people are getting smarter about the pandemic and wondering how long will this last? Will we have another pandemic? Will there be another crisis? We want to be able to save money. We want to be able to be comfortable. We want to be able to know that we can keep our homes, which is actually the American dream. I know you keep a close eye on construction. Uh, what is it doing well, and, and how much should we read into that as far as a, a piece of the bigger economy? Well, a lot of the construction that's happening now in the Delaware Valley and some of the counties, such as Delaware County, Chester, Montgomery County specifically, are going to be the things that are going to be remodels. 
uh, of the homes, putting on decks, putting above ground pools, putting in fences, doing landscaping. It would have been the money that people would have spent going to Disney this year. It would have been the money people would have spent to go to Europe or to go on vacation to California or the Grand Canyon. They're taking their $5,000 that they save for a vacation and maybe not even going to the Jersey Shore, and they're putting it back into their homes. So it takes a lot of remodeling to really stimulate the economy as opposed to building a $300,000 home or a $400,000 home. So it's a slow build, if you will. Remodeling is good. It keeps the local economy going of the local contractors from painters to carpenters to plumbers. Uh, but in the whole macro scheme of the entire country, it's not going to really get our gross domestic product lifted out of the negative. What we need is for people to get back to work and to consume. We are seeing some retail sales numbers that are promising. I think a seven and a half increase, seven and a half percent increase last month. But these numbers would show that things are coming back. But how concerned are you that maybe we should look at these with a bit of an asterisk just because of the way the virus is soaring back and we're seeing a lot of these openings rolled back? Right. We're, we're actually seeing a little bit of both happening, Matt. We're seeing we're seeing good retail sales, but we're seeing them from the point of view where we had zero before of walk-in sales, and now they're operating at 25%, maybe 30%. Stores are fine, large stores, that is, like Nordstrom's and others are finding out uh, that they don't have to operate at 100%. They can take different sales associates and put them throughout different departments. They don't need 100% staff because the malls are not back at 100%. Even even the, the biggest of malls, King of Prussia Mall, and owned by Simon Property, they know this is a slow process. Some stores have closed, but yet they're still making some new leases on new stores that were opening up in the fall with the hopes that there's going to be a vaccine and the confidence in the American people will be when we get closer to Christmas that they'll be shopping a little bit more. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.